1: you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger
0: for the ones who get it done.
1: Oh, my God! Oh, my goodness! You are looking live. Winning cures everything.
0: Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. What up, what up? It is Winning Cures Everything podcast number 217-207. I'm Gary. This is the July 10th edition of the show. and I'm Chris. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, and get into this. You guys know that the, uh, the show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the best online sports book with the best odds. Go check it out for yourself. That is mybookie.ag. Use promo code WCE50 right now for a 50% deposit bonus. That means if you put in 100 bucks, they're gonna give you 50 bucks for free. So go check that thing out. Mybookie.ag. Promo code WCE50. Also, go check out our website winningcureseverything.com. We got stories. We got all the videos, the podcasts, all that wonderful stuff. Go and check it out as soon as you get a chance. As soon as you get done listening to this podcast right now. Another thing is that you need to share this thing out. Help us out, Facebook, Twitter, whatever your social media thing is, whatever your your favorite app is, go share it out on there, and we will uh, we will greatly appreciate that. You can follow us personally. Uh, I'm at Gary WCE on Twitter. Chris is. You can follow me at Chris B Giannini. You can also get us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Winning Cures Everything, or follow the Winning Cures Everything Twitter account at Winning Cures. Chris, before we get into anything. I went to Top Golf this weekend. Yeah? It was pretty nice. Nice. It's the first time I've actually gotten to go do it. A lot of our friends have done it before. Uh, we have heard many wonderful things. We were hoping that they would have one in Memphis. They don't have one in Memphis. I had to go to Birmingham, which is fine because my, uh, my wife's family is from south of there, as, as I've mentioned on the show many times. Uh, but we took a night away from the kid just to go play golf a little bit. That is a lot of fun, man. It, it can get expensive if it's only two people, but... I mean, the bays are awesome. You're up there hitting golf balls, watching TV, drinking, eating. I mean, it's a full night in one place. Something like that would be fantastic in Memphis.
1: Uh, I disagree. Now,
0: explain why you disagree.
1: I don't think it'll last long. Things just don't. Nice things in Memphis just don't. I'm not that guy trying to hate on my own town, but...
0: Did you know there's a Dave and Buster's in Memphis?
1: We can't have nice... No, I didn't, and I can't believe it's still around. That's oh, well. It's only
0: been open, I think, a, a couple of months now. Oh, then. But yeah. I wonder yeah, if it. it's going to be gone, like if it'll be gone soon. Gone in a year, yeah. Because it was, go visit now. It opened in Cordova, and and I never heard anything about it.
1: Nope, didn't even know it was there.
0: No idea. And no I idea. work
1: in Cordova all the time. Exactly. I drive through there all the
0: time. So it, it's over across from the Wolf Chase. I, I'm going to go check it out at some point. I just have no idea when. No idea when. But either way, Top Golf definitely gonna get my uh, seal of approval that place is fantastic we will uh we'll be making another trip down there there's one in huntsville one in uh one in nashville one in st louis not in memphis yet uh they were working on one but we'll we'll see either way you'll have to check it out it's uh it's a wonderful thing from that let's go on and jump into the uh the news of the week all right so let's jump in story number one is nba news the way that this works, were, look, we're, we're recapping basically what happened over the July 4th week, which you would think would not be a lot of news, but it, it's just a lot of
1: tidbits, right? There's just not a whole lot of like deep stuff to dig into, right? Depends on how big of a hater you are. I mean, if, 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 if if news number one is a big <laughs> deal or not.
0: If you want to hate, then you can hate. Yeah. Uh, number one on this, we got DeMarcus Cousins to the Warriors. Uh, the question there is, is is the NBA broken? Like, the first reaction was, holy crap, this isn't fair. Everything's wrong about this. They got five all-stars, five all-pros, five all-NBA guys. But if you really look at it, here's my side of it. One, DeMarcus Cousins, we don't know what his Achilles injury really is. He may not actually come back from this thing. Two, he wasn't getting a whole lot of offers, according to him and his agent. And, And we can... We dive into that. Get, finish, finish it's not like it's not. It's not like he gave. Go ahead. It's Go not, no, system, no. Keep, keep I'm going. saying. I'm saying it's not like he gave teams a whole keep, lot of time. Keep, just
1: keep going. Keep right? going. I, he, I'll take that side. No, I'm
0: no. I'm going on your side. I'll take on that this. side. I'm saying he didn't exactly give people a lot of time to like give him phone calls. I
1: don't. I don't need you to make the argument. I got it.
0: Okay. Either way, uh, we don't know what his his injury situation is going to be like, and if he wasn't getting a lot of calls and whatnot. And he just wants to go get a championship and kind of prove himself,
1: then it makes perfect sense for him and the warriors, right I like that you said he's just gonna go get a championship and prove himself. I don't know what he's proven to who well no, just it, he proves himself and,
0: enough uh at the end of the season to go get another monster contract so like the the warriors don't need him, and that helps him out as far as I don't have to rush back. I'm not gonna be pressured by a front office. The right? reason
1: why. Your, your initial question is, is the NBA broken? Yes, absolutely. And the reason why is because, well, the one team that didn't need him, and it's fine if he sits all season and doesn't come back until the end of the year, is because they don't need him to win anyway. But once he gets on the floor and he's healthy – Then And there's no mathematical reason why somebody can't come back from an Achilles injury in a year and a half. Like, we're not asking him to come back fast. We're talking he needs to be ready by May? April? When when did he... Oh, he got hurt way early last year. No, it it was was, it was
0: he played like fifty something games, like fifty six games. I think it it was
1: before the end of the year, before like the end of the year in two thousand seventeen. I don't think. No, no, no. He played
0: he played like fifty six games last season, which means he played into February, March, something
1: like that. So he he had to play, like, quite a bit to get those numbers. The fact that people are making the excuse that, well, he's not going to play a lot, so he's not going to be that big of a factor is ridiculous. When he plays, when he's healthy and on the court, it's just obscene the amount of talent that you can have on one team all because these guys have no competitive bone in their body. They just want the easiest route to whatever the, the end game is. And, and that's fine if you want to live life that way. I, I just don't find that to be a redeeming quality in somebody at all. And I, I can understand that. And the other that. thing is, is, you're absolutely right about he well, all the people out there, just shut up. Oh, nobody else made him an offer. He signed in day two of free agency. Exactly. You mean I can't figure out like a game plan of what we're going to do with a guy that's coming off an Achilles injury? We can't take a couple of days? To figure out, do we want this guy? Do we not? How much do we offer him? All of that stuff. Don't give me that. Nobody made him an offer, or the Lakers passed on him, or this team passed on him. They passed on him. They gave him a day. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, one day. We, and we all knew the LeBron James egg was going to drop first. Yeah. After LeBron, less than twenty four hours, he signs with the Warriors.
0: Yeah, it was it was the next morning because LeBron was what like five o'clock on a Sunday or, they, yeah, or while six. We, on no, a Sunday? it was
1: while we were recording, which was like I think six on that Sunday. I think we were finishing up. I mean, it was later than that. Oh, it we might have been later, but we weren't checking our phones while we were recording. So I don't either way, exactly five
0: five had. or six o'clock central on Sunday night, somewhere around there. And by Monday morning, Monday morning, it was the the Demarcus Warriors. Cousins with the Warriors. Which is, I mean, it's less
1: than twelve hours goes by, and he's got a he's got a gig, but but nobody else made him an offer though, Gary. (laughs) Don't (laughs) give me that. The The other side
0: of this, like, not even talking about the Demarcus Cousins aspect, but like, if you look at how they built the team. Like they built it the right way.
1: I don't have a problem with how they. I, like it's it's not the, the an Kevin Durant thing. Problem. The
0: Kevin Durant thing was jacked up from the That's beginning. It. It's but not like organization. Drafting. Problem. They drafted Steph Curry. They, drafted yes. Draymond Green.
1: Drafted Clay Thompson. And then I don't like the idea that Kevin Durant was one bad quarter away from beating Golden State to make it to the NBA Championships round to the NBA yeah. Finals, and he said, well, I lost." I'm just going to go play with the team that beat me last year. Yeah. It's not like they got smoked in that game. It's not like that they got blown out or swept. They were to game seven of the Western Conference finals. Yeah. He yeah. gave them all they wanted. And there's no, hey, let's get them next year. Let's try this again. Let's And if you don't want to play with Westbrook, I, I, I get that. I'm not faulting somebody for not wanting to play with a guy like Westbrook. He's probably a really difficult dude to team up with. But – You just there's just something about it that this is supposed to be sports. This is not life, and everybody wants to equate it to like their bullcrap job. And if I got a better job offer, I'd take it. Shut up, you shut up. Like this is not put you in a corner. Your
0: your better job offer was actually with
1: Oklahoma City because they could pay more money. These jobs are, are are what they are. We love sports because of competition because one man trying to beat another one, outbest them, outwork them, outhustle them in every way shape form, or fashion. Not, well, I couldn't beat them, so let me just go join them.
0: Yeah, that's a little
1: It's just it's a little jacked it's up to sorry.
0: me. Just uh, sorry. as far as other NBA news, Carmelo Anthony was released by the Thunder. I, is this it for Melo? I mean, it, it, is he
1: still viewed as an all-star, you think? I mean, there are people out there that still see him as an all-star. Those people the wrong that's I. I'm never wrong. I have thought he was not very good
0: for the last. I wish several years. I wish he
1: would sign with Golden State.
0: Oh, that'd be hilarious. because he would just be
1: an anchor. He'd kill him. Yeah, that team, he's a black when, hole. Yeah, he hasn't when been he for go, years. when he goes on the court, that would be the opportunity for other other people to just just take an advantage. Is there a fit for him in the NBA? I, I can't see it. I've heard. The NBA guys I like to listen to, Bill Simmons and his crew, they're really, really smart. And and a lot of those guys are talking. It, this might be where they're talking. They think he's going to land, not nah, he's a good fit for, but like Philly or Houston. Man, if I'm Philly or Houston, I don't want to part of him.
0: No, I, I'm with you. I, now, how about this? I'll ask you this directly. What about the Grizzlies? No. The Grizzlies need scoring. I don't care. They need a, a starter that can actually put the ball in the bucket. No.
1: Isn't that why why we paid Chandler Parsons a max contract?
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: thanks. I'm good. good. (laughs) We're okay. We're okay. We already got one guy that's overpaid and can't do the job. I don't need two. All right, now tell me this.
0: What do you think about the Grizzlies signing Kyle Anderson from the Spurs?
1: I like the signing. I, I, it's so hard to get optimistic about anything with the Grizzlies. I feel more confident about the Browns than I do being a Grizz fan. Yeah, how insane as, is that, as right? As long as Chris Wallace is in the chair, I don't want any part of it. And I, I want to be... know
0: whose idea this was because – it I, I love the I I love, I love this. the signing. No, I love Look, the signing. Four years. I'm just
1: trying to not give him any credit. Four years,
0: thirty-seven million dollar contract. Andy Bailey, NBA writer for Bleacher Report, uh, tweeted Friday night once this went down uh, that nobody in NBA history matches Kyle Anderson's combination of assist percentage, steal percentage, rebound percentage, block percentage. The names in the conversation, as far as efficiency goes, like we were just talking about, Chris Webber. Josh Smith, Paul Millsap, Andre Karolinko, DeMarcus Cousins, Draymond Green, Oliver Miller, Ben Simmons, and Jordan Bell. That's pretty good company. It's, and he ranks better than all of them as yeah. far as percentage goes. I, no, I like he this. ain't a
1: scorer. No, no. Like, but but, I, but he's efficient. I, I loved Memphis when we when we were that defensive juggernaut that everybody hated to play.
0: This guy is a glue guy. He, yeah. he played the third most minutes for the Spurs last year. Like, he is...
1: Spurs are going in tank mode. You think that's what they're doing? How do they let him go? How do they let him get going?
0: Well, I think because somebody like him, maybe you don't pay the full mid-level, which averages out to $9 million a year. Yeah, maybe. Um, the Grizzlies can afford it because, I mean, my God, we, you we, you have to overpay.
1: We piss money away on dumber stuff. Yeah. Uh, so this, this is probably one of the better contracts we own right, right now.
0: This is, this is a perfect glue guy for somebody like one Jaron Jackson, who we just brought in, and then Mike and Mark, right? Mike Conley, Mark Gasol, they need a guy like this. And you need some more defensive presence. You need some guys that are, that are glue guys, roll guys that will pass the ball, that make plays on defense. We don't have a lot of them right I, now.
1: I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I just have, I have so little hope. I can understand that. For this team to even be remotely enjoyable or bearable to watch.
0: Well let's let's go on a move from
1: that. I know that into that's me, being th- the downer.
0: This is we'll we'll stay on the downer side. Okay. <laughs> All right. That? Now you're gonna run. We'll really stay on the downer off. side. Right. Tyreek Evans signed off. with the Indiana Pacers one year, twelve million dollars.
1: Do the Grizzlies get a pass
0: no! for screwing this
1: up? No. If you we didn't even make him an offer, we had Trade offers at the deadline last year for real, valuable, legit assets. And we said no. If you say no to trading him, you have to at least extend him an offer to where you say, we didn't want to trade him, which is why we made him the offer, and he just said no to us. We didn't pick up the phone and call him at all
0: let's let's have we
1: traded him we even get a better opportunity at a better draft pick because we're in a better situation
0: let's let's let me play devil's advocate all right I'll look at it from the other side the other side is between the trade deadline which is in February and the end of the season they at some point decided they did not want him now Monday <laughs> but, but Monday morning on. you they, can't
1: de- you can't decide after the trade deadline I don't want him that's that's your fault as a general manager. That well, is it, our problem. Well, but
0: the, I think one of the reasons could be because Marshawn Brooks came on so strong, and they got him for dirt cheap out of but the Chinese you, league.
1: You cannot, you cannot tell me. Well, the week after the trade deadline, we realized we really didn't want him. Like that's a mistake. <laughs> like that's your fault. You should be judged for that, and that judgment is termination of employment. I think I
0: I think I agree with you. I was I was trying to play devil's advocate. I get it, but you I, I understand where they were coming from because you got Marshawn Brooks who was averaging like, nope. what I mean twenty some odd points Dominant a game. Rough. I hope like, he can be that yeah. forever. And, and you got him I, on a two year deal now for, for six hundred thousand dollars a nothing. year. You don't have to pay your full mid level to Tyreek. Like you can go get your glue guy That's and right. all that. Like you're you're no. fine. And then you still got your your sixth man scorer, right?
1: If you. Think there's any way on earth you're not if if you're so in love with him that you know you're going to make him a contract offer he's not going to say no to, then you don't pass on him now because well we don't have to make him the the mid level uh, whatever like that's just wrong. I think they just misplayed their hand. They thought he was more valuable than he was. Nobody gave him a steal of an offer, but they all had legit real. Trade if you could get offers. two
0: second round picks, I mean, my god, they got Dylan Brooks in the second round last I year. I just,
1: I just don't understand it.
0: I'm with just, you.
1: Just, I have no. I'm <laughs> telling you, I feel better about Cleveland than I do about the Grizzlies right it's, now.
0: It's pretty sad. Now that's, that's sad. bad. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I've been wrong before. They they got some good pieces right now. I like Javon Carter. I like uh, Kyle Anderson. Triple J I, is looking. good. I like Marshawn and, Brooks. I and, like uh, I like Jaren Jackson. Ball. Yeah. I mean, look, the second squad looks pretty good right now. Like, I, I'm curious who they're going to cut because they've got 16 guys signed. You gotta,
1: you gotta get rid of somebody. We got plenty of guys that that it's fine if we cut them.
0: Oh, like, I, I agree. Not
1: one person that the Grizzlies cut will come back. I, and I think them. they will. That's I, not. That be true. I think they'll make some wheels. We might actually be the one team to say we're going to cut this guy, and he's an all star next year.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, my God, we got rid of Kyle Lowry. He's an all star. We just got rid of Damari Carroll. We got rid. Of, uh, we we got rid of uh, Grievous Can't, Vasquez was actually good when he left.
1: Cannot make a good decision.
0: That's kind what it seems it. like.
1: I don't trust it at all. As much as I like the signing, I love the signing, but I'm just trying to. I'm tr- I'm not allowing myself to enjoy it.
0: All right, let's move on to story number two. All right,
1: story number two is uh,
0: a hodgepodge. Of college football news. That's a good word. That, I like that, right? It's just a, a big mass of crap that we're going to throw in here. Uh, first one, we'll hit on Georgia quarterback Jake Fromm broke his non-throwing hand in a freak boating accident. Now, one, if you are <laughs> the, the national title runner-up quarterback and you've got a guy on your heels, should you be a little more careful?
1: It's hard to say yeah, because these guys are 18-year-old kids. They're 19. Like he they're, is a true sophomore. They are. They're. Dumb. I mean, think about how dumb we were when we were 18, 19 years old.
0: That's true. And if it was an accident, I mean, he he may have done this a billion times, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Because they, they didn't really release that. But whatever it is, he could have done this a billion times before, never had a problem, whatever. It is his non-throwing hand. Now, everybody has talked about how awesome Justin Fields is, right? Right the backup, the five-star all-world number 1 player in the country that's playing behind him. Does Georgia use this maybe as a way to get him on the field early to see what he's got. Like I understand it's July. I understand that that look, the first game they play is against some nobody. Yeah. I but would- you do want Jake Fromm playing in that game it depends on how quick it heals, what fall practice is like. Is there any way Jake Fromm loses his job because of this?
1: Oh, absolutely. It happens all the time in football. All Even with a non-throwing
0: time. injury. Yeah. They're saying he's not going to miss any time. But,
1: but we, all we need, this kid could lose his job to the other kid. Just based on talent. Just based on talent. I mean, football we talk about it all the time. This is a meritocracy. Yes. It is the greatest meritocracy in our country is probably football. Yeah, I they agree. really don't care who you are, where your background is, where you came from, what your mom and dad did. There are no legacies in in, in football. No. There are no. My dad was great, and so we're just going to assume you're great. We'll let you play because of who your daddy was. But if well, you're it not d- great, depends
0: on where they, where
1: you go to play. We're going to redefine the word play. Yes. Okay. You get to practice a lot. Yeah. To stand over there and look pretty in a uniform. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's so. I, I so could he lose his job? Man, it happens all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah, it sure does.
1: He'll be looking for one of those transfer slips.
0: <laughs> like, like every other four- and five-star quarterback, it feels like. Uh, next up, former Arkansas AD Jeff Long was hired as Kansas' athletic director. He is now the second highest paid AD in the Big 12. That's higher than Texas' AD. Now, my first question on this, can Jeff Long rebuild that Kansas football program?
1: No, I don't think anybody on the planet can do that.
0: You don't think anybody can do that? I don't know. You don't think Brett Bielema could come in and do <laughs> You talk
1: about the one guy you know I love. It's, so let me ask you this. Jeff Long fired Bielema. No. Jeff Long was fired before Bielema got fired. Oh, was he? Yeah. All right, man. So that's here's the thing. Maybe they're connected. Does, maybe maybe Long was not willing to fire Brett and he,
0: Well, that's kind of where I'm going, okay. but but the other question on this is:
1: I would like to see Belama put together a run game against the defenses in the Big Twelve.
0: It'd be pretty I, awesome. That,
1: that I would enjoy seeing high flying football meet six hundred yards of offense on the ground. Y'all got no clue how to stop this.
0: It'd be like bringing Army into the.
1: I love it. I, I now okay. Now you got me excited because, well, but the I other really side like of this
0: is: does is, does Jeff Long hold? Brett Bielema responsible for his him firing. Him.
1: No, because if you don't want to get fired, you fire, you fire Brett. Yeah, so you mean, can't blame sense. him. Man, let me ask you this: How cushy is that Arkansas AD job, though? I mean, in most schools, most schools, you've got a million billion dollar million dollar alumni that you have to shake hands with and kiss butt, and beg for money. In Arkansas, you pick up the phone, you call three people. But you say, Tyson, you Tyson, say chicken. Tyson Chicken, what y'all want? Uh, Waltons, what are y'all thinking? Jerry, what do yeah. you want to do? Oh, uh, y'all three agree? We're going to do that. Click, and all the rest of your boosters, sorry. Yeah. I, the the trinity has spoken, and that's all I need.
0: Do you think Bill Clinton and uh, and Hillary are, are boosters? No, Hillary's
1: a New Yorker, man. Yeah, She's not an Arkansas girl.
0: But the Bill is, now is bill, straight bill, Arkansas. Now Bill's
1: an Arkansas boy. That's Now we're having a different conversation.
0: I, I remember Bill Clinton being at the Alabama-Arkansas game in 1992 and it being like such a huge
1: deal. Man, yeah, big deal. Now bill Mike, but I'm going to tell you this, the AD don't need Bill's number. When you're calling the Walt. Bill Bill couldn't touch the Waltons, Tyson, or Jerry in, in money.
0: I think you're probably right. Not
1: one bit.
0: Yeah, you're probably that's right.
1: That's a tough gig to lose. I think I'd have fired Brett if I had to save that (laughs) job.
0: (laughs) Well, the other side of this is it it may not be all that cushy, because when you got those guys in your crosshairs, that could end up being like those are three people you don't want to have to mess with.
1: You're right, but all you have to do is just do what they want to do, because then you can't ever get blamed for anything. I know this is the Chris Wallace approach. Yeah, that's kind of really, really, really hate because
0: he would have to come out and try and explain something that he doesn't like.
1: But I don't know that I'd explain it. I, here's here's the deal. I just I give the man the credit that wants it. Jerry said, "Do this." This is what I did. And You know what Jerry's gonna do? He's gonna laugh and smile and say, "That's right. That's right. That was me." That's he wants but, credit. But, but if he's
0: one of them that's that is going against the Waltons and Tyson Chicken or whatever, oh,
1: then, you, then those, you got a problem. You let those gentlemen duke it out. That's see what I'm saying. It, let, could, it could I be a difficult. Guys, I tell him. Y'all all three call me when you get an answer. It could be a very difficult situation. Now, okay, now now that would be a little uncomfortable if th- two want to do one and the other. Yeah, at Kansas,
0: hard. though, the only thing you really got to worry about is not even football. Just keep Bill Self. Just keep the basketball program. And here's another question. Keep what, Self out of jail. Will, will Jeff Long be the first AD at Kansas in the last 14 years to not win a basketball Big 12 championship?
1: Oh, no, he'll win a Big 12 championship, yeah. Like that, the Big 12 regular season? Yeah, that's a, that's clockwork. That's clockwork. I mean, you you think he'll about... be the
0: first one to lose one in oh, 14 years? Okay. Oh, oh, oh all
1: right. now we're having a different conversation. I thought you were talking what, about, no, like, I'm, he'll I'm be the first one win. to not win one. Like, no, well, like I mean, him. if he's there for four or five years, he's going to win a Big 12 championship.
0: For, all right, how about this? The first okay. AD to have a season where they don't win a Big 12 championship, regular season championship. Because yeah. it's so been since two thousand and three. Yeah. So right? if he doesn't or win four. this
1: year, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean they could easily lose this year. Look, yeah. those Lawson boys are going to play a lot this year, and those guys are problems. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if Kansas falls a little bit. I think I'm with
0: you. And, and the crazy thing is, people have Kansas ranked number one in the country in basketball right now. Um, the, the, number one, real, or number two. They're really good. They're really good. But those preseason rankings don't no, always mean anything. No, and
1: you're right. And and I mean, Big Twelve basketball is fun. Okay, I I. I I crap on the Big Twelve a lot, but Big Twelve basketball is a lot of fun. I agree. I, you know, I like. Oak. I'm never going to use. It, those it's
0: words. a bunch of. It's a bunch of the, big schools. They're fun. And yeah. I mean,
1: TCU was fun last year. They were really good. Jamie Dixon's a good coach. I mean, that, yeah, they. There's some good programs there man
0: there's, yeah there's real good programs West uh,
1: Virginia Huggy Bear is my <laughs> you know he's one of my favorite coaches of all time I they love ain't got him Javon
0: Carter anymore though he's I been a staple care. it felt like for 10 yeah, years i about to say how many redshirt kids that good guy good gracious alright uh, we'll close up this one with uh, the 5 year anniversary of the video game NCAA 14 so SB Nation has a really cool write up on it uh, It basically it's talking about how a large group of people are keeping the game alive that's over at the Operation Sports Forum mm-hmm. I know all about this, right? So, I still have my PS3 hooked up. I've got a PS4. You can't do any of the PS3 stuff on a PS4, but I have the PS3 hooked up specifically so I can play NCAA 14. Operation Sports, in that forum, you go look for the new rosters. Mm -hmm. There are people on there that update, and I'm talking every detail on these rosters. The assistant coaches, it's how many years they've coached, their alma mater, Where they went to high school. Like, same thing with the players. Exactly from the the official rosters and whatnot. And they put ratings on there. They put all this different kind of stuff. I'm telling
1: you, it's awesome. You know the internet has, like, naked people on it, right? Like, you don't have to do this. That's fine, man. You don't have to do this. This is, like, a whole different (laughs) level of world. Like, this is a guy that watches Harry Potter saying, bro. This is kind of weird.
0: You watch your Harry Potter, I'm going to play my NCAA 14 with updated play, rosters. Now, if
1: you played the game was one thing. If, I play it. If you're updating... Oh, I don't update the rosters. And assistant coaches. And, I don't like, I don't on, update those. I,
0: that's too much work for me. That's too tedious.
1: That's a job. Yeah. That's a that's, jo- are you getting paid to do that? No, these people are doing it just for fun.
0: Just for fun, for other people to go download. And I go download it when they that's get it done. That's so crazy, And man. they keep updating it as the season goes along and whatnot. You go update new wow. rosters every week and whatnot. It's crazy. It's great. And I love it. I love it. So, Five year anniversary NCAA fourteen. We want the game back. EA Sports do us a solid. NCAA do us a solid. Come here, on, man. Gary he needs a hobby. I I need well. I need a better hobby. My God, give me something that like the graphics in the new Madden game are insane. The graphics on NCAA fourteen were insane five years ago.
1: Last two games I was good at when playing video games was Super Techno Bowl. Always play with the Raiders. Bo- Believe Bo- it. Bo- knows, and uh, Goldeneye.
0: I used to play uh, that's regular Tecmo Bowl like with the Bears the old- with Walter Payton. Oh, oh, oh yeah! Oh man, those are literally the only two sweetness games
1: I've ever been good at.
0: Like eight bit,
1: that's good stuff. I'm in with you. Goldeneye was awesome.
0: Yeah, what? Well, <laughs> Goldeneye it was 64 bit.
1: It was the fir- It was the first Inst- like- N-
0: Nintendo 64, right? I remember that. Yeah. I remember, what was that? High school?
1: Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So
0: it or it was like early high school, it was like freshman year.
1: Yeah, it was probably for us anyway. I have no idea now. Now it was like
0: nineteen ninety
1: seven, ninety six. I try to block out a lot of the memories from that time. So <laughs> I couldn't tell you when. I just remember I was really good. Really good at Goldeneye. In Tecmo Bowl. I super, can get down with super, super techmobole. Not, not original.
0: Alright, I like it. I like it. Let's move on to story number three. <laughs> All right, story number three. Let's go on and jump into Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson primetime matchup. Genius?
1: Absolutely. Yes. Golly,
0: man. 100% total genius. The The way this is working,
1: right? Who's putting the $10 million up? They are. Oh, Five. so it's not like like sponsorships are paying for this. Like they're no, coming it, out of pocket. See, so here is the no. Deal. I want them to come out of pocket. They're, now I like it even more.
0: They're coming out of pocket, but think about how much they're going to make off of it. Yeah, I because get it. They yeah. own all of the right, all the television rights. They get all the advertising and whatnot. They get all this difference. I mean, they would make killing. It. What it is? It's an eighteen hole match like, play. Match right? play. I think they're doing match play. Yeah. So it's it's just who wins the most holes. Yeah, not strokes. It's now the only bad thing is, like, if Tiger's having a bad day, and they only get through like fifteen holes, yeah, then it could be kind of bad.
1: Well, I mean, Phil could go the same way. I mean, what, either one. How how crazy would it be if they're like triple bogey, triple bogey, triple bogey, but they're both triple bogey, and we're still zero zero?
0: I think people would still watch. Oh no, I'm
1: I'm 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 watching every second. I'm I'm in. I'm every second. Do you think that this would be the highest rated golfing event? In the world.
0: In the history of the world. In the history of golf. You think this would even bigger than like when Tiger was in his prime, like the Masters? Oh, right, yes, yes. You think this would be – I think that it would be the second biggest of the year. I'll tell you,
1: I would not allow this to be on TV. If I'm one of these tech billionaires, if I'm Jeff Bezos. I am, I am Amazon, we're going to stream this, folks. If I'm Netflix, we're going to stream this. Oh, you're you going to pay them $100 million? I'll pay them $500 million. I want this streaming right. And I want it to live on my content forever. Because this is something that sports fans will go back and rewatch multiple times a year, every year, for the rest of their life. You're probably right. Golfers will go back and watch yes. this over and over and over. Casual golf fans that grew up loving Tiger and not liking Phil will go back and watch this forever. It's not like this. just great golf fans. Yeah. No, I think you're probably right. I'm so, When I saw this news come out, I got like high school girl giddy. <laughs> I really did. I think it can I mean, really is, draw insane. Now This is our me, childhood. Tell these, me this. These are the two greatest golfers of our lifetime we weren't around we're not old enough to say we saw jack and no you're right you're right we're just not
0: now the other side of this is how crazy is it that the pga doesn't have like a stipulation where they would get a piece of the pot right but i don't guess the pga really gets a piece of many of the pots right like it's the everybody's got their own separate golf thing and like the PGA has to approve it. That's right. But like, well,
1: if if you want it to count for anything towards the PGA tournament or rankings or any of that stuff, they have to approve it. But if these two guys want to pack up and just go to Pebble Beach, that's a public course, bro. We're just gonna drop some money down, lock the yeah, lock the course off for the day. We're just gonna rent it out and then video it. The PGA can't do anything about it, and and that's what's crazy. That's like what's UFC,
0: crazy. like it, it. This it's what this is. It's basically a heavyweight fight.
1: That's right. This and is, this will be better than any heavy fight ever.
0: I well it depends on if you're a golf fan or not. <laughs> we we didn't talk about Daniel Cormier or any of that. No, much, no but, we don't need to. Uh, we don't need to. They they turned that into a, a joke with the but whole Brock Lesnar thing. This is but, a big
1: this is a big deal. This is a big deal. This People is have talked about it. They say it's going to happen. I'm still they're talking about it being in Vegas. Is there like a great golf course a, in Vegas? There's though? some pretty good courses. I know in they're Vegas. all really expensive, but I mean you've got a golf course. When in would the you desert. do it? Like in the spring, like before the PGA season starts? Do it in the fall. Yeah, you do it in the fall, you're competing with football though. I don't know that they're competing with anything, Gary. I'm not kidding. No, but if you're looking for streaming. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I don't think they're competing with anybody. I'd be very curious. I I would imagine it'd probably be in the spring. Oh, um, right now would be a perfect time to do it because there's nothing else going on. Well,
0: agreed. I mean, J- but July in Las Vegas would be a little much. Oh hell no! I'm, I don't I'm go, curious. I, I love Vegas. I don't go to Vegas. I don't think summertime. they would do it during. I don't think they would do it during the PGA tour. season. But like why the not? Tour. they're not.
1: They're not participating in all these events. No,
0: not all of them. But like, you also don't want to get the PGA irritated at you, right? Like, you want to stay on, in good graces two, hey with on, everybody.
1: Two guys that are about to retire, they're not going to play on the senior tour. They're, when they're done, we're not seeing they're them They're just again. done. They're now going to be the Jack and Arnold that we let tee off before the Masters. Other than that, PGA got nothing to do with them. No, Who I Who do you piss them off for? Who cares? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think it would draw – right if you've got a down weekend of a tournament in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina – That nobody's going to. That nobody's to. watching anyway, and this is on – Guess one of the channels that's probably going to try to get rights for it after it airs live. The Golf Channel. They're going to rewatch yep. that Joker over and when over that's, and over that's again. That's NBC. Yeah, like I like could see this NBC is, doing this. This is not like I would not be afraid of this competing. I didn't know they already picked Vegas. They've already picked the. Uh, well, that's
0: that's what they were talking. I don't think it's confirmed, but they were talking about Vegas.
1: I might I might go to that. I wonder what, t- <laughs> what <do you laughs> think tickets would cost to get into that. A hundred bucks probably. Oh no! If it's a hundred bucks, I got that easy. I'll take me and ten of my friends. Like that's nothing. I mean, I, I would
0: imagine they wouldn't I'm charge gonna, too much because it's it's eighteen holes. It don't that's matter.
1: It. But what do you what do you think Master Sunday cost? That's eighteen hundred dollars. You pay hundred dollars a It may a be hole. more than that
0: sometimes. Um, yeah, because I mean, you're gonna be. You're this not is just going to be waiting because
1: now you don't worry about it. But who's the deal coming. is that you
0: have to you have to walk to every hole, so you got to pick a place that's big enough and like that's okay. would you let in enough people? God, the logistics are a little crazy on no, it. It's it's great. But it's it it, great. it would definitely be interesting. I wonder if you would pay like for what hole to be at.
1: Oh yeah, because it's two guys It's not you're not walking with them, I would sell I would have seating or some type of standing area for, for every hole. hole for each hole. And, and once your hole is done, you're allowed to, like, go to the grandstands for 18. For And that's 18. it. That's, yeah, that's it. That's pretty cool. Like, you get your hole and 18. that's, and that's
0: I, it. I think we could put this on.
1: I could do that. Yeah, yeah we, we could logistically make this a lot better than whoever's going to run it's going to make it. I agree. I, mean, I agree. Good Tiger, Phil, call, call us. us. Look, call
0: winningcureseverything.com. Us. We got everything you need. I got
1: ideas. <laughs> My stuff always works sometimes.
0: All right, let's move off that. We're going to move into the song of the week.
1: Song of the Week. This is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Beatles. George Harrison wrote it. 1968. While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Um, Released on the Beatles' White Album. November 22nd, 1968. That's my birthday. I wasn't born then, (laughs) but that's my birthday. Here's something that I love about this song. This is one of those great songs that... Any talented musician can make this song great. Not all songs are that way. Some songs were written for specific people, and nobody else can do them. Man, I've heard Eric Clapton do this song. Unbelievable. My favorite version of this song, however, is from the 2004 um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame Inductions. And uh, it was Tom Petty, Stephen Wynn... uh, Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood, sorry. Uh, Jeff Lynn and Prince. Tom Petty obviously led it. He was the the lead. He sang it. Um, Everybody had little parts. Interesting story about that. Throughout all the rehearsals, Steve Winwood made it clear I'm doing the big guitar solo. This is mine. This is my show. I'm doing this. I want this part. And everybody kind of stepped back. And they have, who I believe is the greatest guitar player of all time, sitting right there in Prince. Yeah. And Prince says nothing. And every rehearsal they went through, Winwood did the solo at the end. Winwood did the solo at the end. And nobody said a word. When the show actually happened, you see this and you watch the YouTube video, and you go back and look at it. When it gets time, you almost see Winwood kind of like, take a step forward, but then you see Prince take a big step. And if you watch the lighting, even the spotlight guy was like, we're going over here. We're not (laughs) going over there. And Prince just said, no, sir, no, sir. I wasn't going to fight you during all the solos, but now that the cameras are on, this is mine. And it is one of the most unbelievable guitar solos of all time. You've got Tom Petty singing. You've got Prince wailing away. Neither one of those guys are with us anymore. R.I.P. Unbelievable. That might be my favorite rendition of this song. Not from the guy that wrote it. Not from one of the greatest bands of all time. But just a group of unbelievable rock guys getting together. Yeah. I just love, love this song.
0: Was that, you said Jeff Lynne. Yeah, Jeff Lynne. Was was Jackson Brown... In on that, I think he was one of the ones singing, wasn't he?
1: Well, he was one of the four headlining singers. Like, okay. when they did the Hall of Fame, you had those four guys up front, and it was kind of sad. You had uh, Winwood and Tom Petty kind of front and center. Yeah. And and Lynn was off to the left-hand side. And most of the video, you don't even know that Prince is in there. Like, no, he's no, no. He's off probably. to the side, man. I mean, he's in Siberia. And I'm thinking, whoever put this together – Made him a step. this is where we need to take over things. And, yeah. Hey, uh Logistics. Steve, can you step to your right and another step and then another step and then and then two more steps? And Prince, you take about five steps to your left. All right, now we're good. We're good. <laughs> now, now, we're, now we're lined up. We're fine. We're all good. I like it. I like it. Where this is gonna lead us into the hot takes. I'm
0: hot gonna, takes
1: I'm gonna start time. off with my hot take. And I didn't really know how to word this, but it's just the way it is. We all and, and I'm gonna speak for myself here. I complain about the NBA. We talked about it earlier. The NBA is broken. Listen to the whole podcast. You'll know that. (laughs) When we think it's ridiculous that the NBA season hasn't even started. We're barely into the off season of the NBA. And there are only three or four teams that have a chance to win the championship. Yeah. And we all hate that. Unless you're a fan of one of those teams, most people think this is not working. This is ridiculous. This is awful. A sport we all seem to love, college football, it ain't a whole lot different, bro. I would venture – how many teams do you honestly, honestly believe right now have a chance to win the college football championship, the playoffs, right now for this coming year? Um, I, I mean, that's a good question. What, four, five, six I, maybe? I, I think if you say six, you're stretching. Yeah, we and might I be think you I think you're being. If, if we all going to be honest, I think you're stretching. Okay, and and not tell, only. All right. Well, then then tell me this. Okay.
0: Where did everybody have Georgia ranked at the beginning of last? I'm season? I'm not worried about. We're having a different conversation. Did they win it? No, Georgia, but well, they were one play away.
1: Yeah, and by the middle of the season, we all changed our tune and we realized, oh, this team can win. But yeah. it didn't. It didn't take long for us to realize they're one of the few. Because we also had some teams that were up there that we all thought, oh, that team can win it. And then pretty quickly on, we were like, no, they're not going
0: to win. Yeah, we, we thought Washington would be yeah. uh, better than they were.
1: So so my problem is this. In college basketball, or the NBA and college football are very similar in, in how they're structured. 80% of the games are irrelevant and garbage. The majority of the games played are not entertaining to watch. You've got big teams versus little teams all the time that's true. where they're just blowouts. You, do, The only reason it's meaningful is because guys like us are degenerates and we wonder, will they beat them by 32 or not? That's it. That's that's the okay. only reason we care about it. And I just think we got to figure out a way to be better than that. Not only is that a problem. Here's the other reason why college football might be a little worse than the NBA in this factor. You have – 130 of those 150 teams that if they go undefeated, they still wouldn't be considered national champions. At least if the crappy Grizzlies do something miraculous and just play balls out great, they they're going to win, the, gonna win, win the, championship. the championship.
0: I wouldn't say 130. It's, it's, so there's 130... 130- two or 130 FBS teams? Well, I was
1: working on 150, and I figured there's 20 so, of them that could go undefeated and win it. Everybody else, you don't even get invited to the Well, Well,
0: the 54 Power 5 teams.
1: If Vanderbilt went undefeated, you think we'd put them in?
0: Yeah, because they'd win the SEC championship. I think they would well, make Alabama the Alabama
1: didn't make the SEC championship, and they made it in.
0: But if they're undefeated, then... Obviously, by rule, they would be in the SEC Championship game. I'm just saying. Alabama man. didn't go undefeated last year. That's right. So, like, that's the thing. But I, I'm with you on that. But if, if they go undefeated, now the odds of any of the, uh, like, the majority well, no, the of those Power 5 but, teams but going undefeated. How, or so slim I'm, I'm
1: exaggerating a little bit. But think about how many teams could legitimately win every game they have. Well,
0: there's, hold on. And it's still irrelevant. There's 64 Power 5 teams. Okay. So 130 minus. 60. We'll say we'll we'll say
1: around 70 teams. Yeah, literally should not show up to play if we're talking about the reason we play is to win championships.
0: Yeah, it's so oh, what 66, that's, 66 64 that's pretty is 130. Awful. That's more pretty than, awful. More than more than half of the teams in Division 1 football basically have no shot.
1: They have they're they're playing for nothing. They're literally just playing for TV dollars and entertainment value. We it. we both agree it's that they, it's, it's it should be football. it it's should be split.
0: Like if they're going to do it like this, it should be split, right? There should be an FBS one and FBS two. No, I disagree on that. I that think we, we
1: should. I think we should have an eight to sixteen team playoff. And I and I, I went. We've went through that before. I think sixteen teams. If you win your conference, it's just like the tournament. If you win your conference, you get a seat at the dance. And if you pull out the miracle and you beat number one overall seed Alabama. Then, brother, congratulations! You got a feather in your cap for the rest of your life. You might not win it, but you got to. And even if and if you win it, you win it. But you earned it on the field.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Okay, that could be interesting. My hot take is college football no better than the NBA. They're both garbage. You got to get your act together. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, my hot take is uh, is slightly different. But I've been I've been pouncing on this one for uh, for several weeks now. Okay, and I may be dead wrong on this. All right. But my hot take is that uh, Jordan Tamu at Ole Miss is going to have a better season than Shea Patterson will at Michigan this year. Now, here's my reasoning behind this. Look, Jordan Tamu was awesome for Ole Miss last season in relief of Shea Patterson, right? Ole Miss has got a much better wide receiver core than Michigan does. Michigan is going to play real slow, they're going to run the football. They're going to play a whole lot of defense. I, they'll, they'll be a decent team, but their schedule, man, they play some tough, tough defensive teams. And I understand that Ole Miss does too, but Ole Miss has got way more easy games than Michigan does. And even the easy games, I don't believe that Harbaugh and his bunch with Jim McIlwain and whoever else up there is going to be able to let Shea Patterson swing it around and all that. Ole Miss with Phil Longo, they're going to be throwing all the time. Tamu, one, let's go look at some stats. All right. Shea Patterson, for his career, is a 60.7% completion percentage. He threw for uh, a quarterback rating of 141.2 in his career. That's 10 games. He played three in 2016. He played seven in 2017. He, uh, He had 23 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Jordan Tamu, he... In his uh, relief spot last year, let's see, and I lost my stats, hold on, there we go, all right, now he played seven games last year, 11 touchdowns, four interceptions, a 164.5 quarterback rating, look, his completion percentage was 66.5, and I think it'll be even better this year, he'll actually get to play against the also rants, which is what Shea Patterson did to pad his stats, Right? He did it against South Alabama and Louisiana and whoever. Tamu's going to be able to do that this year. Jordan Tamu will have better numbers and might be looked at as a better NFL quarterback than Shea Patterson after so I, the 2018 season.
1: So I was just going to ask you, how are we grading this? Are we grading this off of stats? Because we're not grading it off of wins.
0: I think... It, you are not going nah, to grade, grade off wins. wins. No, no, don't we're, say that. We're not grading off wins.
1: Although, I think they that. both
0: could be pretty close. No. Could you see Ole Miss going 7-5 and five this year? No.
1: What do you yeah, think? Probably, okay. If all right, so, seven if they five. go
0: 7-5, Michigan, right now, looks like they're probably going to be an 8-4 eight, eight team. 7-5, okay. 8-4, Here, prob- ain't much
1: different. Here's my problem with this, Gary. I don't think that's a hot take at all. I think everybody at Ole Miss agrees that Tamu's a better quarterback after what they saw last year. And all those numbers that you get, and, and then also, Shea Patterson's coming off of an injury. So I, what? Who would? I, it would be more of a hot take if you said Patterson is going to play better than Tamu this year.
0: I think nationally, the take is now, that Shea Patterson. The, the only is.
1: reason that is is because Shea Patterson got talked about because of the transfer. We're not talking about Tamu because he's in Oxford. And nobody around the country cares about that. And this guy went to Jim Harbaugh. Michigan, Ann Arbor, the largest school in the country. Like that's that's the reason why nationally one guy gets talked about and the other guy doesn't. But when you actually look at number, like college football guys, how many college football guys do you actually think? Do you think it's a coin flip? Because if a coin flip, it's not a hot take. If a coin flip, it can't be a hot take. But I don't even think it's a coin flip. I think the majority of real college football guys say, yeah, Tamu's better. We think he's better from what we've seen on the field. I like you might be right. I, I mean, I don't. I, I'm just saying. I don't the, think the what casual you're is wrong.
0: fan, the majority of people that that listen to our show, I would guarantee you would talk more about Shea Patterson being a better quarterback.
1: I, 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 I. You don't credit our listeners as much. I don't. I don't disrespect our listeners by discrediting their opinions. <laughs> I absolutely think they are smarter than that. They are smarter than. Well, that. they're better. They know better than that. If you if you didn't already know, you heard it here first. I don't know that you heard it here first. You I probably all, heard it somewhere I else before. All of these people heard it before if they listen to college football folks. But but
0: right here, right now. Okay,
1: we're right here, right now. We you heard we Gary got say it.
0: You heard me say it, and I'm sticking to it. That's his hot take. That's my hot take. It's hot. It might cook an egg. It's sizzling. Maybe. Sizzling. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up the show with fact or fiction. All right, so to close out today's show, we're going to jump into fact or fiction. You had last week's,
1: uh, last week's fact or fiction. What what was last week's? Do you remember? Um, it was uh, something about how oh, a players', player's uh, talent, choices. Yeah, choices choices are, worth are more, are more, than more important than talent.
0: That's right. That's right. So go check out that YouTube video or uh, or check out last week's podcast number two sixteen. Um, This week, Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma's head coach, made headlines with, uh, with what several sites called Smack Talk. Now, I'm not sure that it actually was, but because it was such a slow week and everybody jumped all over it, it did strike me as interesting. That's right. So, he said that if Georgia was in the Big 12, they would not be a top five defense annually. Now, first off, Georgia was not a top five defense after last season. They haven't been a they, top five defense annually Well ever. no, they were they were top five when Jeremy Pruitt was there with Mark Richt. They were a top five defense then.
1: How long ago was that?
0: Like three years ago. It's, Kirby's only been there for uh Well I
1: went four years back, and in four years they haven't been.
0: Okay, they were eighth in uh in twenty fifteen?
1: They were eighth in twenty fifteenth, and they were sixteenth in twenty fourteenth. Twenty sixteen they were thirty fifth. Whew. So, so what are we talking about, Lincoln either way,
0: Riley? Either way, they were they were sixth last year, right? Yeah. And the reason that Lincoln Riley brought this up is because Oklahoma played Georgia in the Rose Bowl, Correct. and Oklahoma lost, lost, but put up a ton of yards, a ton of points, right? Yeah,
1: in the in the objective to win, the objective is to win, but like, we're we're just talking okay. about
0: overall stats here, right? I
1: got you.
0: So the question is, like, for fact or fiction? Got it. Would any top five defense, either scoring defense or total defense from last season, still be a top five defense if they were in the Big 12 last year? So here are the teams. Are you ready? Total defense last year, number one was Alabama. They gave up 260.4 yards a game. Wisconsin, 262.1. Michigan, 271. Clemson, 276.7. Number five, UT San Antonio with 287.8. All right, now on scoring defense, Alabama 11.9 points per game, Clemson 13.6, Wisconsin 13.9, Virginia Tech
1: 14.8, but Foster doing his thing, and Washington 16.1. So three of the five are in, the same cat- in both categories. I'm going to say the answer is no, and it's not because it's twofold. One, I do think the offenses in the Big 12 are pretty impressive. But here's the second reason. We're going to replace those teams with other teams. Yes, because now if whoever the SEC is not known as an offensive juggernaut, right? Okay? There
0: are teams here and there, like Missouri last yeah. year, Ole Miss the last couple of years, but like, but for the most yes.
1: part, you pay one or two really good offensive teams, and then you play teams that ball control, good defense. Yes, and so now the new teams will be Auburn and LSU, and and Jeremy Pruitt with Tennessee getting them turned around, Florida. And and probably some Big Ten teams and some ACC teams. Yep. Where where all these schools come from is because they're all in conferences that play well ball and, control offense and divisions. Yeah, in divisions where they play ball control offense and hard nose defense. Yep. And and so I absolutely think none of those five teams are, I guess, eight teams, seven teams, um, would be. In the top five, if they were in the Big Twelve, because the top five would be replaced with other teams
0: in those con- in so, those
1: in the conferences, right? That so play what, No, no offense. What Lincoln Riley said. Offense. So fact, right? Fact. Basically, that fact. would be a fact.
0: None of the top five in total or scoring defense last year would be a top five team last I season. Just if think they were in the Big weird. Twelve.
1: He picked a team that hasn't been in the top five in defense for the last four years. Two of which, they weren't in the top 15 in defense. <laughs> so what are we talking about, Lincoln? Well, I think he's bringing up Georgia because they lost to him last year. I think right? he's got little man syndrome. I think he's got his feelings hurt because we put up a whole lot of yards against them and a whole lot of points, and we still couldn't win. And i got to equate myself to them at all times now.
0: Would, would he have done better by bringing up Alabama? Would his point no, have been made?
1: No, he he don't. You know what? You know what the great coaches don't do. They don't talk about other people's teams. Well, and that's the thing. Like it, this was just in normal
0: conversation, right? It was an interview that he man, was asked the question. You don't.
1: You don't. Get, wait. What question was he asked? I need to hear. that. He was
0: one. asked by Danny Cannell. He was. What was he uh, asked by Danny Cannell? He was asked about. Uh, God, this was early last week, and I can't. I'm sorry, remember. Sorry, I don't
1: mean to put you on the spot. Um, but if he wasn't asked specifically about Georgia and their defense. Then him commenting on Georgia and their defense is just childish. I don't know that
0: he actually was asked about Georgia.
1: And Danny Connell, the biggest SEC hater on the planet, put him in a closet too. All right. Yeah,
0: I think that's actually what happened. Yeah. So I think Danny Connell probably brought up the SEC like
1: Trying to trying to talk noise about the SEC. So we'll we'll see. We'll look up.
0: Let's see. I don't see
1: Anything,
0: yeah. We're not gonna get the question. Da, 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 da. If you throw Georgia in the Big 12 every year, there's no way they're a top defense in the country. Um, and of course, Danny Cannell did not post what question he actually nope. asked, so so but, th- but, but, they, the but they did look Kirby Smart's team like on the season finished sixth and they would have finished top five. But they gave up 531 total yards to Oklahoma and gave up
1: 48 points. So Oklahoma's the one that took them out of the top five. I guess you could take your hat off to Lincoln Riley. Yeah. You feel good about yourself? Me? No. Or Lincoln Riley? Lincoln. You feel good? You you kept them from being in the top five even though they beat you in the playoffs to well, try to see, go to the championship game?
0: Lincoln Riley came back on Twitter to somebody and said, that's not a shot at Georgia. They were absolutely one of the best defenses last year. It's a compliment to our league.
1: So, You're just, they're just different leagues, like yeah. they're just different. I don't know that it's a compliment. They're just different. I I agree. I think if TCU was in the SEC, TCU would be one of the top five defenses in the country most years. This is uh, so let's. But let's I think look because, because they have stats. to play Oklahoma, because they have to play Oklahoma State, because they have to play West Virginia, because they have to play you know Texas when Texas was a was a high flying offense, like that's really tough to do. And maintain a top tier defense. TCU's done that several times. Let's look at if they got to play LSU and Vanderbilt and and, and South Carolina and some of these crappy offensive teams year in and year out.
0: Now we we both agree that the Big Twelve has awful defenses, right? Oh yeah, they're awful defenses. Uh, The Big Twelve last year, the. Lowest yards per game of any team was Kansas at 329. After that, it was Kansas State with 372. But hang on, you want to and know the,
1: why it's Kansas, right? Because the other team's up by 40 already, and so they just put all their probably. Scrubs
0: in. Well, Tennessee last year averaged 291 yards per game. The the SEC had one team that had over 500 yards per game. That was Missouri. The Big 12 had Oklahoma at 579 and Oklahoma State at 568. Then they had Texas Tech at 474, West Virginia at 459, TCU at 419, etc. The SEC, let's see, you go down to number six, Mississippi State, they had 418. Alabama averaged 444, Georgia 435. Um, But then Ole Miss had 462, Auburn had 451. Um, Now, as far as scoring, we can look at that too. The... Top team as far as points per game in the SEC, Missouri 37.5, Alabama 37.1, Georgia 35.4, Auburn 33.9, Ole Miss 32.8, blah, 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 blah. The Big 12, it looks a whole lot different. Oklahoma, 45.1. That's right. Oklahoma State, yep.
1: 10-point differential.
0: Yeah. Oklahoma State, 45.0, West Virginia 34.5, Texas Tech 34.3. TCU thirty three point six blah 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 all the way down right so when you get into the the lower teams in the SEC you've got half the league that averaged less than thirty points a game in the Big Twelve that's a whole lot different you got four teams that averaged less than thirty points a game yeah so out, more out than of, more than half team. out of ten yeah so it it's a little bit different circumstance uh, and really it depends on. You know, what division you play in in the SEC?
1: Well, it, it really doesn't, though. It really doesn't. What it depends on is where do you put your best athletes? I mean, that's just the way it that's, is. Oh, if, absolutely. If, how many of these kids come out of high school and they play both sides of the ball? If you come to the SEC and you're a quote unquote athlete, you go on defense. And if you go to the Big 12 and you're an athlete next to your position, not a quarterback or a running back or whatever specific, you go on offense. That's the best athletes, and it's just the way somehow the, the conferences have aligned themselves. And yeah. there's not I'm not saying it's good, bad, right, or wrong, but what Lincoln Riley did was he made a comment like it was a headline, like it was a big deal, and it's not even factually true now, and it hasn't even been close to true for the last four years. Annually, they won't be a top-five defense. Well, guess what? Annually, they haven't been a top-five defense, and they really had not been close. That's Last year, they
0: were close. If one they had one said, year out of five, they if they were had close. said Alabama, because Alabama is number one or number two in All, both, every year. Sta- yeah, both categories every yeah. year. If he had said that, maybe that would make some sense.
1: Maybe but, it would make some sense. But he even would, then, I still think he'd be right because I think the style of play. Yeah, and I then, don't think
0: it matters what team you name. No, the
1: other teams in the SEC get to play each other, and yeah. they don't play great offense.
0: Exactly. The majority don't.
1: The, yeah, yes, for the majority, they don't.
0: That's a, eventually you and I are going to talk about uh about Missouri and whether or not we Derek Dooley can get this need, going we don't need but time. we'll worry about we that once we get Missouri. into our uh, our previews and that's coming up in the next few weeks we'll talk about college football previews and all that wonderful stuff uh, but for now that is going to wrap it up for this week you guys know what to do go check out the website winningcureseverything.com. we we got all the videos the podcast we've got different stories going up all the time. Go check it out. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash everything. Follow us on Twitter at winningcures. You can follow me at GaryWCE. You can follow Chris. At uh, ChrisBGiannini. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play, all your favorite podcast apps. Uh, we're going to work on getting on Spotify. Just found out Spotify has podcasts. Had no idea. So we'll, we'll work on that. We'll, we'll talk to them and get it all done. But either way, you guys also know what to do, MyBookie.ag. You want the best online odds anywhere around, do it to it right there. MyBookie.ag, promo code WCE50, WCE50. That's a 50% deposit bonus. For now, though, we're going to get out of here. We'll see you guys next week. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash You can follow us on Twitter at Winning Cures. You can follow myself at Gary WCE.
1: You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I.
0: You can also email the show. That's Everything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time,
1: have a good one, guys.
0: Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes, and make sure you leave a review.
1: For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and Le Bonheur's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee.
0: So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast. Without the ones like you who work
1: tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.